Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to The Pass. I'm your host Tino Santiago and today we're going to be talking to Chef Alex Nahar of the Wolf Creek Tavern. Great guy doing fantastic things. You want, he's going to talk to us today about the Wolf Creek Tavern, about what he's doing there, his future plans and just what's going on. We're going to have a nice conversation with him. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to enjoy him. He is a great, he's a mentor of mine, somebody who I definitely look up to, somebody who I consider very close to me, a good friend of mine, somebody who I'm always having a good laugh with, I'm always smiling with. So we're going to talk to him and see what he has to say today. So let's tune in with him. Let's see, I already did the intro on a uh, different uh, recording. So I guess to start off with, um, I'll let, uh, introduce yourself a little bit, like you're, this is just introduce yourself, I guess. <laughs> just really... my name and, and who I am. Well, I guess, okay. um, yeah, yeah, kind of okay. talk about yourself for a second. Um, I got a couple questions I'll ask, but, uh, you know, the audience probably will definitely want to know about you considering you're the first uh, interview slash guest on here. Sweet. Uh, well, my name is Alex Nahar, and, uh, you know, I'm the executive chef at the Wolf Creek Tavern in Norton, Ohio. Um, I've been in the industry for going on, I believe, 16 years. Um, I kind of gotten into the industry because, one, I'm fat and I like food. Um, and I've <laughs> always really enjoyed cooking um, from from the very little age that I was. You know, I was working with my grandma. Well, not working with my grandma. I was cooking in the kitchen with my grandma. You know, you know, you know the, the same old stories that everybody tells. You know, they start off with the grandma, yeah, yeah. the mom. You know, learning the, from the, your the grandma, learning from your mom. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the same story with me. You know, I I, I lucked out with um, a grandfather that owned um, a little bar, and I started busting tables there when I was thirteen years old, and slowly became working in the kitchen by the time I was thirteen. Um, if there's any legal stuff wrong with that, I was not thirteen years old. Um, but <laughs> no, no, don't worry. And that's just, that's that just kind of yeah. <laughs> that's just kind of what I've been doing. Um, I I've never had another job other than in the food industry. Uh, the only other time I had a different job was I was a food distributor for a hot second, and that was just before I was going into culinary school. And uh, yeah, I've never worked outside of this industry. I'm I'm bound to it forever. I'm never gonna I'm gonna die in the kitchen. Trying to it's cook a curse sandwich. and a blessing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't see myself retiring. So, <laughs> all right. So you, I obviously met you um, at the Wolf Creek Tavern. That was my first professional job that I ever had in this industry, and I was there before you for probably about a good year. I definitely worked there for a year and a half, yeah. and I think I worked underneath you for what, like six months? Yeah, it, it felt like ten years, but it was uh, <laughs> it was about it was roughly it was about six months and. Day. Yeah, um, it, it, and I say that not in a bad way. It's because you know we we, we worked with each other every single day. Oh, hundred um, percent. You yeah, and were even, with and, and even when we weren't working together, we would be talking on the uh, texting over the phone and talking about ideas. Um, you know, right before I started, I was up at Lucky's um, in Cleveland, and I'm kind of doing my little Cleveland stint. And uh, you know, being an Akron boy, I kind of always wanted to work in Cleveland so you know I got the chance to you know I stodged at a couple places up in Cleveland but never really made the jump um just because jobs I was I was working at in Akron you know I kind of couldn't really get away at the time um sometimes I regretted it but whatever that's another story for a different time um I 
you know, I got a call from, you know, Joe, Joe and Josh were your chefs before. And mm-hmm. I grew up with Joe, me and Joe were actually, uh, decent friends. Um, you know, you know, we didn't hang out a lot, but you know, he uh, was dating a girl that was best friends with one of my best friends. So, you know, I would always hang out with Joe in the summertime. So, and then Josh, you know, he worked at mustard seed with me. So, you know, I got the call from, from Joe. And I think, um, I was, I was in a weird spot where I didn't really want to be a chef. I kind of wanted to just be a line cook for a hot second. And Mm -hmm. I, I remember Joe and Josh taking over and there was an ad out and I was like, ah, shit, I should probably apply for the Wolf Creek Tavern. But I was like, well, it's been 150 different things. So maybe not. So got wind that they were doing it. I was like, Hey man, I'm not a chef right now. I just kind of wanted to lay low. You know, I worked at a couple of places that kind of like drained me out. And I was like, if you ever need help, I'll come in and prep whatever you need. So I kind of already knew what, they were doing there and they did a great job and you know i got the call from joe and right then and there when he told me he was getting out of the industry i was like hell yeah i would love to one go work at a place where you know fortunately they had brought it up from what it used to be and whatnot Mm -hmm. and you know they they had set a pretty big bar which i like that i like i like uphill battles as much as i can the standards were definitely high to yes, begin with and, and and especially for the area because if you think norton ohio you don't you don't think you think nothing <laughs> it's just it's no, just you, norton, ohio. you think maybe fried chicken maybe yeah maybe but then again you got barberton right next door which is my hometown and you know everybody rants and raves about barberton chicken i might get mm-hmm. heat for it but i hate barberton chicken but you know when i got the call from joe <laughs> i didn't even hesitate i was like yes you know, one, it's 10 minutes down the road from when I was living. Now it's like eight minutes on the road when, you know, when we moved. Um, mm-hmm. And it just made sense. And then, you know, I talked to Amy and Shane and um, yeah, that was, that's the history. And they had gave me a little rundown. Well, not they, Joe did of, you know, the staff. And he was like, you don't have to keep anybody, you know, here's Eli, here's Tino, um, here's the dishwashers, <laughs> bring your own sous chef in. And, you know, we already had, um, Andrew, I was already going to bring Andrew with me and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. They told me that you were young kid, um, very green to the industry, but very oh, eager to learn. Yeah. Um, everybody's green, man. Everybody, you know, when they start out, everybody's going to be green and, you know, you just got to get the experience once, oh, yeah. once a long time ago, I was green. Um, I'm still green to this industry. You know, I, I, I feel I'm like still green. I barely know what I'm doing. Half the time. Yeah, it's like, you know, I've been doing this for a hot second and, you know, I'm still young. I'm 26 years old. And, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that you're never going to fully understand or learn anything in this industry ever. It's a constantly, it's a constant revolving door, you know, mm-hmm. You know, I you have these celebrities. Yeah, you have you have all these celebrity chefs that people look up to, but they don't know half the shit. You know, you know, Gordon Ramsay is arguably probably the best chef out there. If you ask me, it's in my opinion, it's not. There's plenty of other chefs out there. Um, <laughs> even locals, even local chefs here in Ohio and Cleveland and whatnot. You know, um, mm-hmm. but nobody, nobody will ever know everything, and that's what's so great about this industry. I mean, you're learn. I'm learning every day. You know, if I'm not, you know, we have, I have the baby now. So if I'm not taking care of the baby or if Randy's taking care of him, I'm on either social media, looking up articles, um, 
looking up other people's Instagrams, getting inspiration. I got my cookbooks mm-hmm. here. Um, you know, I, it's it's constantly, yeah, just me learning, and I'm never gonna stop. So, Constant. and I think that's the best part about this industry is that you can learn something new every day, and yeah. you will still just barely scratch the surface. Exactly. I mean, look at you. I mean, all quarantine, you've been making you've been making hooch and stuff. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's something I always wanted to learn. You know, maybe later on down the road, I will. And you know, I got very big in the pasta not too long ago maybe about well, mm-hmm. ever since i started wolf creek and you know i've i've practiced it every day and it's like yeah i practice every day with making pasta but i'm not even close it's to even hard. close to know what to do you know and, and it's like yeah you know you have evan funky coming out and literally using every everything he makes is handmade he doesn't use a pasta machine or anything it's like i would like to learn that one day you know that's a big 100 oh, percent. that would be amazing big technique so you know and you know, every, I try to set goals for myself every year of like learning, like not like mastering, but kind of getting a good grip on, you know, pasta, bread making, uh, yeah. Japanese food, whatever it is. So, so I kind of devoted my entire time at the Wolf Creek so far with pasta and it's, it's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> I love it. And I, I like to think it, it worked out great. I saw the, those nori spinach, uh, what was it, uh, tortellinis that you did? And they looked absolutely amazing. Yeah, they looked like garbage, but, you know, it was, uh, it, I, was uh, it was a, it was a long, I, it was, it was a long Friday, uh, morning for me on that day, but, you know, I, I try my best, so. <laughs> Still a lot better when I first started working there. I remember one of my first tasks ever to do was to make the homemade spinach, uh, fettuccine. Oh, there. yeah. And never made pasta before in my life. And, First thing they do is they just teach me how to make this massive recipe and I just have to start cranking it out. Amen. Down the road, you know, about a year later, they tell me I was doing a pretty bad job at it. I kind of got mad at them because they didn't tell me while I was doing it. They told me after it was done, after it was off the menu. I mean, it's kind of salty about that. Yeah. Listen, I I like throwing, I like being thrown to the wolves. Um, you know, I, and that's kind of like a flaw for me is like, just because something that like you, you have to live off the heat of it. Like it it should, it should fuel you. It's, you know, that's how, you know, that's how I, it's not like I'm saying I, that's how I learned, you know, that's how a lot of times I've had to learn. And mm-hmm. again, I think it's a flaw for me because that's how, that's sometimes I just feel like that's how people should learn. And it's not. Um, and obviously, yeah, if you're doing something wrong, somebody should say something because one, you know, that's their name on on the menu or whatnot. So it's like, you know, you know, like now, you know, we've taken it, you know, again, Joe and Josh did such a great job, you know, and, you know, I came in there to set the bar even higher. And I think I, I like to think that I did. Um, I like to think you did too. Definitely. The food food they've been putting out looks a lot better. Overall, the customer satisfaction looks very good. The place, honestly, the place looks fantastic. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously it's old as hell, you know, it's, I don't, I can't remember how old it is, but you know, uh, I, I was gonna in a minute. I'll, I was gonna give a little brief summary about that. I did a little bit of research. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's you know obviously if somebody's doing something wrong, you know now, um, you know even when I started, it's like hey, that's not how we do it. You know this is how we do it. Let me. Sh- I'd rather show somebody ten times, even if I have to, just so they get it right. Because at the end of the day, um, you know even though like Mike and Kelly own it now, or before it was Amy, um. Yeah, it's their restaurant, but it's my food. So, you know, my name's on the menu. So, and, you know, my sous chef now, Stevie, her name's on the menu. So we want it to be mm-hmm. as perfect as possible. So Every dish should have your stamp of approval on it. It should exactly. be up to the standards, nothing below that. And that's how exactly. it should be. Anyway, uh, that's how it should be anyway. If it's, that's, 
if it's not at the standards you want, it better be better. Yes, exactly. That's how I think. All right. So brief little uh, description of the Wolf Creek Tavern. This is where I try to help uh, give a little bit of PR to uh, whatever you're working on or whatever you're doing right now. So, for example, the Wolf Creek Tavern. So the Wolf Creek Tavern, um, has, it originally, this has gone through a lot of different changes over the years. Um, it, the first, it, the building was not a restaurant to begin with. It was a lot of different things. But the first thing it was, it was a makeshift, like, uh, not a makeshift, it was a cabinet maker shop from about 180 years ago. Uh, definitely gone through a couple different things. It's been a woman's, in, a woman's hospital, or yes, a woman's hospital. Uh, it's been part of the Underground Rail, Railroad during the Civil War. Pretty sure it was a jail at one point, if I yeah, remember correctly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. And, and, I, and I definitely know it was a brothel. So <laughs> oh, everybody yeah, talks I, about that. I, yes, I believe uh, that's what the next part. But most notably, it's known for the speakeasy that's in its basement that everybody loves about it. Just driving yeah. by it. I know before I worked there, I drove by it a couple of times. I really even knew it was a restaurant. I thought it was kind of like a grandpa's cheese barn where it's just yeah, one of those things sure. that just pops up out of nowhere. <laughs> but as you go in, you, you're taking down these kind of sketchy looking stairs. It looks like you're heading into your grandfather's basement of some kind. When we <laughs> yeah, get down there, sure. it's this really beautiful, rustic um, bar. And the actual yeah. like bar, uh, bar itself is made out of half of a chestnut tree. And it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. They even do uh, prohibition era cocktails during that time uh, from around those areas, which I personally don't know if they're any good because I haven't tried them yet. But yeah, you're not you're not um, old enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, uh, a lot of I did hear a lot of people go uh, and and enjoy that a lot. And I do know uh, during the pro uh, prohibition day, the day before prohibition got put into effect, you guys do a massive uh, di- uh, like dinner for that, and are helping yeah. out that one time and. It's a blast. Everybody has a great time. Everybody dresses up as um, as flappers and as uh, just people from uh, the 1920s, right? Prohibition went into putting the fact in the 1920s, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, um, yeah, so it's it's been a lot of different things, and by far that is what it's most that is what it's one of its key roots, one of its themes. I, a lot of restaurants have named this is what makes this place so special. This is its theme. And that is definitely one of the best things about it. Yeah. The other best thing is definitely the food there, but you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's, we, we've been in this small fraction of time frame compared to what it used to be. So, and, and it's great, you know, because it's the original bar downstairs. It's, it has never changed, you know, other owners before, um, you know, Amy took over, um, well, I'll just refer to them as the Moors um, took over. They, uh, they, they said nobody used it as the bar. So, you know, that was their big focus point of opening the place is to repurpose the bar and make it what it is, a speakeasy bar. So, you know, it's great all the way up until, you know, COVID hit, you know, we were getting ready to plan, you know, during the week to have tastings down there. Cause you can fit 10 people at the bar and, you know, have fun with mm-hmm. it and, book it out you know throughout the week book it out in months in advance um and unfortunately we got hit with all this crazy stuff and yes it's it's definitely. on the back burner for now so we'll see what happens um i don't know how normal things will be it's gonna take a little while but you know yeah we'll see what happens definitely gonna take a hot minute for things to get back to normal yeah, i don't yeah, expect anything to happen anytime soon but um i do definitely remember uh my first day walking into uh 
the Loafcake Tavern. It was actually really funny. I was dropping off my ex-girlfriend at the ice cream shop across the street. And I was thinking to myself, I've heard good things about this place. I'm going to walk in and just talk to them. And remember, it was a slow Tuesday night. I remember that because when I walked in, it was barely anybody was in there. It had just started to become warm, so people were still not used to going out and eating out on patios or anything. Um, I go, I say, ask if I could go speak to the chef. Didn't even know who, who the chef was at the time. Had no clue anything about the restaurant. And uh, Joe comes out, and uh, we just start talking. We kind of hit it off. I uh, tell him that I was a culinary, or I wasn't a culinary student, but I was in high school. I was doing a chef prep program down the street at a different high school. And we kind of just hit it off. Turns out he was, a, him and Josh were alumni of, um, <laughs> were alumni of the same chef prep program that I was in. So I kind of, yeah. that's how we kind of connected. And uh, they, I asked if I could come in and stage and uh, they said, yeah. I do remember vividly during my stage, I was cutting shallots and I got a big nick in my finger thinking to myself, all right, I'm definitely not getting this job. <laughs> but uh, they, uh, I think they took pity on me and they, uh, they still let me on. And uh, I am forever grateful about that because without that opportunity from them, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah, I, it, so it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I remember actually hearing hearing stories about that, about oh, of me cutting my know, finger, cutting himself. So, you know, which you know, it happens, dude. It's happened to me plenty of times. So, oh my god, I I. While working there was the first time I got set, I had to go to the emergency room because I cut myself on a mandolin. And it wasn't even the tip of my finger that got cut. It was um, like somewhere down. I was uh, slicing uh, cucumbers and the blade that you slide in through the side was sticking out ever so slightly. And my hand just grazed that. And I just got a large uh, gash in my finger. And uh, I think that was... Oh, I remember that day very much because I remember going to the hospital and uh, I called everybody on my like emergency contact list, letting them know I was going there. Uh, my grandma was the only one who answered. <laughs> I go to the hospital, I get some stitches, I come back. My uh, girlfriend at the time uh, calls me. She's like, hey, is everything okay? I'm like, oh, yeah, everything's <laughs> fine now. I only went to the emergency room. You know, no big deal. I only called you, your mom, my mom, you know, everybody, you know, that's like suppose that I should call. And they, everybody just started freaking out. Actually, I think I called her sister first, and I said, hey, can you give the phone to your sister so I can tell her I went to the emergency room? That's how that day played out. That was a fun day. But, um, so, but I definitely remember the first day uh, working with you. I think me and you were kind of having um, a silent um, judgment Probably. of each other, <laughs> I think, because we were both just – you were, you were, I was at the, I was working on pantry. You were on the prep table behind me and we're both just going away and chopping that stuff, just nonstop, just silent. And we're just listening to each other. <laughs> Probably. I, Most likely. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I remember yeah. that day. Um, I remember uh, that being a, a yeah, lot of no, fun. It, it, it was, um, sorry, I'm out of breath. I'm fat and had to run up my stairs. So. <laughs> oh, it's um, okay. Yeah, the first day, the first day, obviously, at any new job is is always, um, you know, nerve wracking. Um, literally, any new job I've ever worked at, you know, it's always butterflies. You know, um, oh, it should getting, be. Yeah, because you know, you know, if you're nervous, then you know, obviously, that's a good thing, and you actually care. So, 
you know, getting to work maybe 45 minutes there early, sitting in my car for like 15 minutes, just like, damn, I can't believe I'm actually starting a new job. You know, it, it's, it's obviously, it's obviously mm-hmm. a life-changing thing, especially here, you know, at the Wolf Creek, you know, it was such a big um, jump for me to kind of completely take over, you know, because, you know, every job where I was, I was a chef at, you know, there's always um, limitations, but not, not at the Wolf Creek at all. I, it, it was hundred percent free range, do what you want to do um, kind of vibe. So, which I great, I, I greatly appreciate, but you know, sometimes you gotta learn from your own mistakes and, you know, especially working there, it's, it's been great. So. Oh yeah. It's a, especially with that much uh, free reign, that's a lot of pressure to put on. And sometimes it's a little bit too much that you kind of get overloaded with what to do. Yeah. I remember definitely uh, testing out a lot of different things with you that uh, kale salad with buttermilk, with buttermilk dressing and how you, you were trying so hard to push that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Tino. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're talking about, but. Oh, you're right. I only remember eating a lot of corn. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, yeah. And that was like, that was like my first menu too. So it was like, you know, what's, at that point, what's big, you know, obviously kale, people want to be healthy, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta really sit back and think like, you know, how far, you know, you know, I was always told that Cleveland is, you know, four to five years um, behind on trends from like New York, any place out, any place out, out West. And then, and then you take that and you, you put Akron, Norton, Canton in the mix. And if Cleveland's four to five years behind, you know, that area in Akron, in Akron in general, they're about, you know, eight to 10 years behind. So it's really, yeah, yeah, probably even much farther than that. So, you know, obviously trying to, trying to test some stuff and, you know, even till this day, it's, it's really like, you know, you know, a little while ago, you know, I tried to run octopus bolognese and I was terrified because it's like, well, you know, I spent money on this octopus. Is it going to sell? Am I going to have to freeze it? Is is the owner going to get pissed that I even even got this? And, you know, it was <laughs> it was trying to like find ways to not I'm not saying lie to the customer because you never want to do that. But, you know, we're there to educate them, um, especially especially in areas like Akron. You know, we as chefs, as restaurant owners need to really gear up and educate the customers. Um, so obviously I'm not going to throw a, a mm-hmm. big piece of, you know, octopus tentacle on the plate because one, it's going to gross them out. I'm the, oh, hello. Oh, okay. You know, 25. Not gonna... You're cutting out a little bit. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's fine. Don't worry. Again, I can edit this all together. I'm not worried. Okay, cool. So, yeah. And, um, you were saying about the octopus bolognese. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, it, and it was weird and it was different. It was, it was, it was something that actually made more sense for the area. So. 100%. And I, I see exactly what you're trying to do. You want to bring octopus to it, but you didn't know a way to ease customers into it, but putting it as a bolognese. Everybody knows what a bolognese is. It's literally just pasta and red sauce with some meat in it, or not even that sometimes. But that's the basics idea behind it. And combining that with octopus, it's a great way to ease them into it. So how did that sell? 
Um, it's so great. Um, we actually ended up selling out. Um, it, it, it really, I really tried to capitalize on the house-made pasta. You know, obviously people in this area um, unbelievably um, just really like to see the words homemade um, or house-made or fresh or whatever that, any of that stuff is. So, you know, whenever we threw on you know, house-made pasta, or at, at this point on, on on my menu, I don't put house-made or any of that, at that stuff, you know, hopefully, you know, word has gotten out that, you know, we, we literally make everything in-house, so, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and, and so, so somebody sees house-made pasta, and then they see the octopus bolognese, you know, they're obviously going to look at the first, you know, you're going to look first, see the house-made, and then right then, you kind of have them kind of, kind of hooked on that idea of, oh, it's house-made pasta, so it's going to be good, hopefully, so, and then the octopus bolognese is obviously <laughs> going to scare them maybe a little bit, but you know this was obviously a cheaper way, you know, and the customer to kind of go about of tasting octopus for the first time. Fishy yeah, nets or anything in there, so uh, it was great. Yeah, so definitely a great way to go about it. I think it was a smart move on your part. Um, I do know. Uh, I remember vividly. Uh, the day uh, I left, I honestly, it was a huge, like, like dilemma I had because I didn't want to leave. But at the time, I felt like I had plateaued. I definitely knew if I'd stayed around, I would have still have learned a lot more. Yeah. But I, I, I wanted to, you know, spread my wings. I wanted to step out of my comfort zone. I wanted to get out and see different things. 100%. And, uh, and uh, I, I so greatly appreciate the support that you've gone through um, through these years. I know you, you were pretty much the reason why I got my job at the greenhouse tavern. Hey, I, hey, I, I, tri- I tried, you know, I, you know, you know, the day, you know, obviously I remember that day you, you kind of pulled me up, pulled me outside after service and I, I knew it was already coming. Um, I know. I think you said like, what are you going to do? Put in your two weeks. And I'm like, I, yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and, and, you know, I remember vividly telling you that, you know, it, it's a business and you got to, at the end of the day, look out for yourself and make yourself happy. I've, I have personally have left jobs, um, not proud of it sometimes, but have walked out of jobs, you know, when I just feel like I'm drained out and I feel like I need a new change of scenery. Um, it's all, it's all what you make out of it, out of this industry, man. And it's, you know, yeah, if you would have stayed, you probably could have learned more, but you know, could you have, you know, molded yourself into the show? And, you know, we don't, we don't know, we don't know how that could have been worked out or it couldn't have, but, you know, you, you believe it or not, went to a damn country club, fine, I guess, but okay, you, know, you, well, were, you were doing it for all the right reasons. And I remember telling you, I, it's a business. And you I, 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 I went there because there, <laughs> I was told I could do an apprenticeship where yeah. I could do uh, part of the Tri-C culinary program. And if I did the three years out of it, it would have paid for my entire college. Um, long story short, didn't end up doing it, but that's the main reason why I left. And then correct, obviously, yeah. I left there and then went to a fantastic place, the greenhouse tavern, yeah, because yeah. you sent and, me a link on and, Facebook. Yeah, and that day, that day, uh, you know, I follow uh, Mr. Adam and um, who's a great chef, he uh posted something on Facebook, and <laughs> the first person I thought of was myself. No, I'm joking. Um, with you, because me, because you know, we, me, you, um, you know, my wife, your girlfriend, and another buddy of ours, we had went 
love the greenhouse. You, I, I don't think you've ever really been out to a restaurant. You know, I have ate that greenhouse dozens of times. So, you know, I was like, man, and so, so has Andrew. Um, and I was like, damn, we should really take people up there. Because one, you're a young guy. I went there when I was 18 years old, and it changed my life. You know, it just like. Oh, 100%. I still remember that meal. It's engraved yeah. into my brain. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're no longer with us, which hurts my heart because it was my favorite restaurant. Um, I, I'm looking at the greenhouse hat that I have still. It, it is my yeah. favorite hat. Yeah, and obviously, 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 obviously it hits, you know, like you harder or the guys that had worked there for many years and stuff like that. And, you know, I was just a guy that ate there. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, and we wanted to take you up there. And, yeah, as soon as I seen the look on your face after eating, you know, the, the, the wings, I mean, just, the, I mean, like a simple concept of wings. Um, yeah. And then I saw that, uh, that Facebook post and, and what I usually do is like, when I get somebody in young that works with me, it was always, Hey, let's go to the greenhouse tavern. Like, let's get your juices flowing, um, on ideas and, and get your creative flow going. And, you know, that's, that's why we went up there. So mm-hmm. that's just, Cleveland in general so um yeah that's that's the place where a lot of people go to kind of um I mean that's the really one of it's either that it's either um Cleveland or Columbus those are the really two big yeah. places that people go to when they're trying to uh like that it's our New York like yeah exactly like, exactly and um you know as soon as I saw that Facebook post I was like shit I'm just gonna send it to Tino and you know long story short it, it all worked out and um yeah you know I got the I got the text message I remember that night uh, updating my resume, sending it to uh, to John Blair. The next day I was at work. I had just finished uh, doing lunch. And so I got an email from Adams uh, asking me to call him. And uh, we set up a stage for that Saturday. And let me tell you, that was I, – I, I probably have more stressful stages in my food track, I guarantee it. But <laughs> to date, that was my most stressful stage because I walked I – walked, I got there an hour early, and I'm just walking around Cleveland. Now, I, I was born in Cleveland, but I hadn't – really done anything in years yeah so i'm just walking around just trying to just take in the city i go down there into the kitchen which was in the basement so i walk in through the front door go downstairs into the kitchen and it's just packed with people there's just <laughs> food over the table they had just got a delivery in and people are running around and i sit down and i'm like um hello i'm looking for chef adam bauer and um this massive guy <laughs> over to me he's like hey i'm uh i'm chef adam i'm like hi chef kind of like definitely intimidated because uh just was not expecting him to be that tall god it took it took me a second and uh they paired me up with uh one of their sous chefs uh cameron and uh remember the first thing they got me doing was making their uh muscle cream sauce for uh their scallop dish which just i was um just taking the meat out of mussels or probably a good half an hour with him. Nice. All they had, all they were doing was uh, reducing some cream with some lemon and parsley and uh, with the mussels in that, then blending it all together into a kind of like a nice green uh, uh, muscle green parsley sauce. And it is by far so good. It's fantastic. And then um, later that day, they put me on the line with him. And that was the first time I ever cooked duck scallops <laughs> and uh, lamb chops. Yeah. And uh, they were telling me everything was coming out perfect, and I had no clue how. I yeah. was, <laughs> I, I, I was, I got that job purely by my skills, and there was a huge bit of luck. Yeah. Because... Uh, well, you know, 
you know, they always say that, you know, you, you put yourself in uncomfortable situations or out of your comfort zone and you really find out what kind of skills you have. Um, mm-hmm. And in that case, that's how it worked out. You know, um, that's why I like doing that stuff. You know, you put so much freaking pressure on yourself and, you know, when you work under pressure, you kind of find out all these. Are you going to be molded? Yeah, man, it's it's awesome. So, yeah, I was I was so I was so proud of you when when you finally, when you told me that you got the job. I was like, hell yeah, man! Like, you know, I I got I got a friend that works at you know greenhouse now. So, um, and it was great. And like I said, I, I treat you like my son. I always call you son. So, and yeah, yeah I call I you a, dad. I was like a proud <laughs> dad. Oh, moment, you know? <laughs> um, well, moving on from that, um. Definitely one of the big things. Uh, now that we've gone pretty much over the past, let's uh, definitely talk a little bit just about the present. As we all know, a big thing that's hitting us right now, the COVID-19. Yes. Massive thing that has pretty much um, disrupted most the entire hospitality industry. Yeah. I think very few people are unaffected by this. If I think pretty sure everybody's affected by it. And I know I definitely got laid off from uh, my uh, job because of it. Um, pretty sure you were... Um, laid off for a small portion of time, but now you're back at it. Yeah, um, definitely correct. tell us how that has been going for you, because I think you were one of the first restaurants that I definitely saw that were doing uh, takeout and getting back in, back out there once everything kind of settled slightly. I know lots yeah. of things are still going on right now, but yeah, yeah, for sure. So you know, um, leading up to COVID nineteen, my wife was eight and a half months pregnant. So, um, you know, we beat the shit, the, the Saturday before it happened, um, you know, we were, we were, we were, we were kind of stressing out and figuring out like plans and stuff because, you know, and a lot of people don't know. And, you know, Wolf Creek Tavern, we run a pretty small crew. Um, yes, you, know, you were there, me, even, even now, um, the food that we put out is, is ridiculous compared to how many people we have on staff counting me and my sous chef, Stevie, we have three to four other guys and that's not counting dishwashers. Um, so, and it was a big menu, you know, we always had big menus there and that's changing because of COVID-19 and it's kind of, it's kind of helping us out a little bit. So, you know, going into COVID, you know, again, my wife, you know, we're expecting a child and, you know, we're stressing out trying to figure out, you know, what my schedule will be. And then this happens. And I remember sitting at home that Monday um, and, Mark DeWine, Sunday or Monday, and and Governor DeWine said everything's closed down. And I was looked at my wife and I was like, holy shit, he did it. And I was kind of in denial for a second. And then um, not even a day later, we, you know, we had a manager's meeting at the Wolf Creek. And, you know, Mike asked us all, you know, Mike is our new owner. He asked us, um, you know, what our thoughts were. And I just said, you know, if we can't be who we are, you know, let's just kind of take this by day by day and see what happens, you know, cause he allowed takeout, but how do you expect a restaurant to solely survive off of takeout? It, it, it makes no sense. Um, yeah. It, it's very it, difficult unless like they have the clientele to yeah. continue doing it. But for, um, for like a lot of the big restaurants, they definitely do. But for Wolf yeah. Creek Tavern, you don't know the area there's not enough people in the area to just do takeout exactly and that was one of the and, and don't get me wrong there's a lot of there's a lot of local restaurants in this area you know like square scullery who are good friends of mine um they 
had a food truck. That's takeout food. You know what I mean? So they were built for for this. And, you know, Funky Truckeria in Norton, they're built on takeout. So obviously those restaurants are going to thrive. And, you know, we didn't have a really great takeout clientele anyways. It's all reservations, parties, and walk-ins. You know, we we do great with that. But when this happened, you know, I looked at Mike and I was like, I don't think we'll do well. I said, let's just kind of hang back and, and see what happens, see how this all unfolds. And, you know, as we did that, the baby was still in mind. And I was like, listen, you know, I have a baby on the way. I don't usually like to, I hate missing work. I can't, even if I'm sick I and I have to call off, I, I'm, I'm dreading it all day because it's like, I, I'd rather be at work. And um, that's kind of how this situation was. I was like, I, w- I would love to be there, but unfortunately I have, well, not unfortunately, fortunately I have my son on the way. So, you know, it, it, it was a horrible time for all this shit to happen, but it was, it was a blessing too, because one, you know, I got to spend two months with my son, um, not working and not a lot of people get that. And, and I'm pretty grateful for it. And it was kind of weird being home. I definitely ganged, uh, the COVID 15, um, and played video games. <laughs> Same. You know, we played, we played call of duty all day. So, um, <laughs> trust me, we, we got to do that again. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, but the, 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 the downfall to COVID is, you know, me not being in the kitchen mm-hmm. really kind of messed with me a little bit it, you know you know even even now I'm trying to get my old self back of you know what creativity I had I didn't do any of that stuff I didn't even we you know we cooked at home but we were making quick instant pot meals because you know we just didn't really want to dirty up the kitchen and stuff like that so I wasn't, I wasn't really getting creative. I wasn't doing what you're doing, making bread and beer and stuff for sure. But um, I should have. I, I, I needed a saving grace. Trust me. hundred percent. hundred percent. I haven't just been making, you know, it's, it's been a little bit of a struggle on my part too. So I definitely I, had to throw myself into some form of project to keep myself sure. going. And, and I guess that's where, you know, where my saving grace was from is my kid. Uh, you know, I'm so, so we, you know, weird, you know, we delivered him at Barberton and um, hospital. And, um, you know, my wife had some complications with a, with a, with a delivery. So, you know, we had to stay there an extra three days. So we were in the hospital mm-hmm. for a week, um, not knowing what the outside world's going with. And, you know, that kind of kept us preoccupied. And then, like I said, I was here and, you know, how you coped with, with making and creating and learning new stuff. You know, I had my son here to keep me busy and call of duty. <laughs> so, but mm-hmm. And you know, de- definitely uh, your kid. By the way, I don't. I know I've already told you this, but congratulations again. Uh, I appreciate it. Very, very happy to finally have a brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, definitely a great way to deal with everything. Yeah. Um, and just a fantastic thing to have in your life too. Just. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. You know, it. Funny thing is, and we won't stay on this topic long, but you know, me and my wife never really wanted to have kids. You know, I always wanted to open up a restaurant before I ever had a kid. And that was the plan, you know, 30, 30 years old, you know, four years from now is focusing on us open up a restaurant. And obviously those plans have not changed at all. You know, we just have a little baby that we can name the restaurant after that's what way. That's what kind of how we did things. So yeah, that was great. But, you know, back to the COVID thing. Um, just recently, I think four weeks ago, we, we got back on the carryout and, um, it was weird. You know, I didn't know, you know, Mike, Mike, my, my boss was asking me all these questions. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Um, you know, and I kept on saying a lot of us are in this 
in this together because nobody knows what's going on. And I feel like the government, to a certain extent, didn't really help out too much with letting us know. I mean, they did, but they didn't at the same time. You know, even when restaurants were allowed to open, they... they, It was, I think, like a week notice that they were um, debating about uh, shutting down restaurants. Because I remember uh, finding out uh, that uh, the night where... um, we had to shut everything down and it was just me and one other line cook. And uh, I, I sent, had to send a bunch of people home because a lot of people just weren't coming in. Yeah. And uh, it just, it was a blast for me because, because it was only me and one other person. It, yeah. it was kind of difficult to run the kitchen, but um, I just, it, it, like you said, it felt unreal. Like, and how yeah. going into now afterwards, I remember getting a text message from the GM the next day saying just, file for unemployment because uh, everybody got laid off. Just nothing we could have done. Yeah, man, it, it was crazy. And then the whole unemployment thing, you know, it screwed so many people over because, you know, obviously you have hundreds of thousands of people losing their job. And, you know, obviously the site's going to be crashed. And, you know, obviously they couldn't really prepare for that. But, you know, even even now, things are not going to be normal anytime soon. So, you know, you know, we, you know, I, I'm not working for money right now. I'd rather, you know, I, and I was telling my boss, I was like, I'd rather come in. It gives me three days because we're only open Thursday through Saturday right now. It gives me mm-hmm. three days to, to get out of the house and be in the kitchen and create food, make food again. Um, I, I'm, I am grateful for my staff. They all were asking me after the first three weeks, hey, when can we get back in the kitchen? When can we get back in the kitchen? Mm-hmm. Which is great. You know, that's what you want to hear as a, as a chef, yeah, and a boss. we have a very um, ambitious staff, and I yeah. absolutely love that. And I loved it. And um, you know, finally we got in it, and um, we're kind of obviously, you know, I explained to my staff and me and my sous chef. We sat down. Well, we didn't sit down. We talked about you know going forward, what will the menu be? And we had this awesome, in my opinion, one of the best menus out there in the area, at least um, for the summer for the spring menu um, coming out. And we were so excited about it. And obviously. It didn't happen because we missed spring. Um, so, you know, we were kind of riff, riffing off of that menu to kind of make this that menu. Um, but the more we sat down and thought about it on our own, it just didn't make sense. You know, does somebody really want to go out and spend $30 on a meal? You know, uh, I would in a heartbeat, but that's just how who I am. I'll have no mm-hmm. limit. I have no limitations on how much money I'll spend out to eat. Um Oh yeah, it's all it's all for the experience. It's for trying new things and exactly. tasting different things. And also, yeah, while I, you're eating, you're learning, you're getting inspiration. Exactly. And and I always tell people that I don't have money limitations on food and tattoos. If if you ever met me in person, I'm covered in tattoos and I love food. You know, that's the two main things that I love. So, <laughs> Trust you know, me, I can vouch. Yeah. Um. And it was it it was it was hard to to make a menu that was very run of the mill. Um stuff that the people have seen in this area but you know i explained to my staff hey you know i know times are hard right now and our menu is pretty limited um we went from a 30 menu item to 15 to 20 menu item and um but i told them hey these 20 menu items they're gonna be perfect um that's what we want we we want Mm -hmm. the clientele to come in and expect great food even though it's super familiar to them i usually like to put things on the menu that they're not too familiar with again to educate them. But, but yeah. so far the feet that have things yeah. that they're used to and other things that like, you, for the people who are adventurous, got to have yeah, new exactly. things. And 
um, you know, we were doing family meals that went over really well. Um, and now that we're open fully now, we, we kind of not really ditched that idea, but we'll probably bring it back here soon. Um, but business has been okay. Um, not great, um, but not bad. We obviously mm-hmm. are not pulling in $8,000 days like we used to, which is obviously sad. And for that area, that's pretty busy. Um, and mm-hmm. it, Are you at least busier than what you expected? Because yes. um, I still feel like the media has terrified so many people that, you know, people don't really want to go out. Um, and I don't blame them, you know, I, I, can I, agree I don't with blame that. people, you know, I don't really want to, if I'm terrified, I don't, I, you know, I have a newborn. So, you know, we stayed in the house, like even now I go to work hundred times, changing gloves 80 times, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm coming home, I'm hopping in the shower and, you know, I don't want to get my child sick and, you know, my wife starts work next week. So, <laughs> you know, we have to worry about that. But, um, for the most part, people mm-hmm. have, have been pretty good. We haven't had any complaints. Um, well, we did cash only, and I, we thought that would be a very big problem, but obviously for some reason it wasn't, and people really l- kind of liked the idea. People were kind of pissing about, bitching about not having to use, not, they can't use a credit card, but you know, for the most part, we have a, we have a great clientele as like regulars too. They supported us tremendously, which, which is awesome. That's what mm-hmm. you want during this time is your regulars to come out and yes, you know, really especially. support you. Not, and that's something that the restaurant that I was working at, we, we were still so new yeah. that we didn't have that clientele. Yeah. And, and, and definitely due to uh, previous things that happened with uh, a couple with a, with a sure. chef that we just couldn't rebound yeah. like what, how we and, wanted. And, and that sucks because, Hey, I've been, I've been to that restaurant. You guys, you know, you worked at and um, great food. It's like one of the, one of the best around and ranting and raving all over Facebook. I appreciate ranting that. And raving all over Facebook about it and you know, sending a couple buddies up there <laughs> And it just sucks because definitely because in my opinion, you guys could have been probably top restaurant in Cleveland. And due to Corona, you know, it kind of just stopped all that. And, it, and, it's, we, and it's devastating. We stopped. And definitely I wanted to go back, but a lot of the crew has moved on to other different things. I have other plans that I want to do for, for the sure. future. And I just had to uh, take yeah, a different man. route. And, 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 and so. I'm sad to see that, but they're they're doing different things now, and definitely they got a a rooftop uh, bar that they're putting in, which looks really nice. I saw a picture yeah, of it. Yeah, look, so definitely, I'm gonna go check it out on its for open sure. day. And it's a great idea, you know. And that's that's what you kind of have to do, you know. If you scratch one idea, you gotta have a better idea. So, um, and I don't blame any of you guys moving on. You know, that's I think now's now was kind of a good time to to really figure out what you guys really wanted to do with your lives and and move on and. You know, again, like I told you two years ago, you know, you got to do you. You got to look out for yourself. You got to look out for number mm-hmm. one, man, because at the end of the day, it's all about your happiness and how you what what you want to get out of this industry. So and hopefully whatever you choose to do in the future, um, I'm sure you'll do great. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I know a lot of things you got a lot of things going for you in the yeah, future. Hopefully. So. Um. <laughs> I trust me. I, I I have I fully believe you. I, I will bet on you. Cool. I appreciate that, man. Well, um, I guess that pretty much uh, wraps things up. Uh, is there anything else you'd uh, want to um, say? No, man. Um, just you know, anybody that's going to be listening to this, just um, you know, if you're younger, you're older, whatever in this industry, just just keep working hard. Um, you know, I know we're all kind of going through this. 
are still laid off, unfortunately, or, or working in unemployment or not knowing what they want to do with their future. Um, it takes time, um, especially in this industry. Nothing happens overnight. Um, you really got to put the work in and just kind of enjoy the little things. Um, that's for anybody. So that's really, I'm not really good at giving inspirational speeches. So I'm the wrong person for that, <laughs> but that's it, man. I, I, I think you're doing a pretty good job. Um, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to me and let me ramble on and stuff. So. I was okay. Trust me. I, I love talking <laughs> to you. Only took a couple of days to yeah, finally yeah, do we'll, it. We'll get it figured out. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Well then uh, thank you for coming on and uh I will definitely be seeing you soon. All right, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to The Pass. I'm your host, Tino Santiago, and today we're going to be talking to Chef Alex Nahar of the Wolf Creek Tavern. Great guy, doing fantastic things. He's going to talk to us today about the Wolf Creek Tavern, about what he's doing there, his future plans, and just... What's going on? We're going to have a nice conversation with him. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to enjoy him. He is a great, he's a mentor of mine, somebody who I definitely look up to, somebody who I consider very close to me, a good friend of mine, somebody who I'm always having a good laugh with, I'm always smiling with. So we're going to talk to him and see what he has to say today. So let's tune in with him. <laughs> 